Hi, and welcome to Failureology, a podcast about engineering failures. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm Brian, and we're both from Calgary, Alberta. Welcome to our first mini failure episode. We're bringing you engineering failures in bite-sized pieces. Make no mistake, these are still significant failures, but they either have pretty straightforward causes or not enough information available for a full Failureology episode. Essentially, we have a list of failures we want to tell you about, but haven't been able to dig up enough info to talk about them for 45 minutes. These episodes are just the failure, no news and no ads. It's like Failureology light. This week's mini failure is about Lake Peñor in Louisiana, USA. I'm so fascinated with this story. This is a really impressive failure. An entire lake drained into a salt mine in a matter of minutes. And they even caught parts of it on video, which is just a little bit crazy to think about. It's like a large-scale draining of your bathtub. Except it's a lake. Which should be bigger than your bathtub. I, I hope so. Otherwise, that's kind of a pond. I don't even know if that is a pond. It's probably just a bathtub. <laughs> lake Pignor used to be a three-meter deep freshwater lake in Louisiana, but on November the 20th of 1980, a man-made disaster changed the lake and its shores. The water's now brackish with a depth of 60 meters, and it's the deepest lake in Louisiana. So brackish means that it's a mix of salt and freshwater, which is an interesting and weird word. And, and the salt portion of that came from a salt mine that was underneath no, uh, the original lake. No? No. Where did it come from? So when the lake drained, it reversed the flow of water and the Gulf of Mexico drained north for the first time, maybe ever. And the, the salt water comes from the ocean, not from the salt mine. I actually found that in what I was reading specifically said the salt water did not come from the salt mine, which is interesting. That's absolutely fascinating. I know. We're going to get into that because right. we talk about the waterfall. Okay, so the Diamond Crystal Salt Company salt mine under the water had been mining salt since 1919, which was a couple years before I was born. <laughs> Texaco oil rig contracted out to the Wilson brothers was doing exploratory drilling above the mine, which is a fairly, I feel it's a fairly common arrangement, um, probably for that time, and it, it happens a little bit now too. So Wilson Brothers had gotten a 350 millimeter drill bit stuck for about two and a half hours before this situation occurred. And it's believed that the drill punctured the roof of the mine and the entire lake drained into the salt mine. It's mind blowing. All evidence to identify the cause was unfortunately washed away, also not surprising. But the engineers from Texaco and Diamond Crystal worked together and they were able to estimate the approximate location of where the lake broke through into the mine. As the water drained into the salt mine, the hole got bigger and bigger and eventually sucked in, this list is a little long, the drilling platform, 11 barges, a tugboat, many trees, and a quarter square kilometer of lakeshore drained into the mine. The lake usually drained into Vermilion Bay, so it was fresh water draining into Vermilion Bay, which ultimately drained into the Gulf of Mexico. But since so much water had drained into the mine, wa that flow of water was reversed and the lake actually brought salt water in from Vermilion Bay. And this ended up creating the tallest waterfall ever in Louisiana at 50 meters tall as the lake refilled itself with salt water. 
And then the air in the mine shafts over time erupted either as compressed air or as 120 meter tall geysers. And it was all captured on video, which I think is one of the greatest parts about this. Yeah, so fascinating. You guys got to watch it. There's a link. In this disaster or in this failure, no humans died, but unfortunately, three dogs died. That's really sad. It is. All 55 employees in the mine escaped. All seven crew members on the drilling rig fled. And a fisherman who was on the lake, presumably fishing, escaped. Once the pressure equalized, nine of the 11 barges that had originally been swallowed up in the mine popped out again in the whirlpool that was created after. Which is also interesting. Texaco and the Wilson brothers ended up paying $32 million to Diamond Crystal and $12.8 million to a nearby botanical garden and plant nursery called Live Oak Gardens. This all came from out-of-court settlements. The mine was officially closed in 1986, and since 1994, AGL Resources have used the Salt Dome as a storage and hub facility for pressurized natural gas. The locals are not exactly thrilled about this development. Yeah, that's not, I'm not overly surprised about that. I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about it either. So the Mine Safety and Health Administration ended up releasing a report on the incident in August 1981, which documented just about everything except the specific cause. But they did list two possible causes for the collapse of the lake bed into the mine. The first is that the mining operation experienced subsidence on the surface and stress change underground. They had been monitoring this since the 70s, and in 1971, an engineering study stated that, quote, the entire structure of the salt dome is not stable. Although there was no visible structural failure witnessed during inspections over the years, it's possible that a weakened structure developed into a catastrophic failure as mining continued. So it's possible that over time, the earth that remained from mining between the mine and the lake bed just gave way. But it's also entirely possible and oddly coincidental that the drilling rig was on site at the time of this failure and the drilling rig had become stuck about two and a half hours before the failure occurred which resulted in a loss of circulation of drilling mud and the continued management of pressure at the drill site sidebar if you want more info on drilling rigs and how they use drilling mud to manage pressure at the wellhead go back and check out episode 25 of our regular episodes we covered the Deepwater Horizon disaster and included what I think, biasedly, is a pretty good overview of how drilling rigs work. And I actually learned a lot about oil and gas rigs researching that episode. So if you want to read more about wellheads and drilling rigs and how the mud may have affected the pressure, definitely go check out episode 25. So there you have it. An entire lake drained into a salt mine in a matter of minutes. Thanks for listening to this mini failure episode. For our regular episodes, check out Failurology wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to chat with us, our Twitter handle is at Failurology, or you can email us at thefailurologypodcast at gmail.com, or you can connect with us on LinkedIn. There are links to all of these in the show notes. Bye, everyone. Talk soon. <laughs>